Konnichiwa. Well, howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Lori, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, Kaboom, where we talk about all things Sumo. Yeah, we're returning to the Gyoji again today because we keep getting questions from y'all. We know you're interested. Spoiler, we still can't answer your questions about their fashion choices, <laughs> where those things are made, still looking, but we do have some answers about Gyoji training that I'm going to tell Ooh. you. Yeah, I'm going to talk about... Who just who is that man who officiates the Yokozuna bouts? I'm gonna tell you about him. And Leslie's gonna tell you about Who knows? Who knows? We shall see. <laughs> but first, news flash. Congratulations to our friend Konishki. He had his 40th anniversary of his life in Sumo. I think it was this last weekend. So he said exactly 40 years ago, he was scouted by Takamiyama and he was in Hawaii and he came to Japan and he started his life and never looked back. So he had a big party and it was a who's who in the sumo world. It was like the president of the JSA and all the former Ozekis and Yokozunas, Musashigawa Oyakata, Wakanohana. It was a who's who of everyone and anyone. In sumo. And he said about himself, I'm really glad I became a sumo wrestler and became a Japanese person. Thank you for Japan. So um, he's, I'd have to say, meeting him or, you know, talking to him online. I just like him. I do. He's just the sweetest. He calls us the sumo sisters. And he always like, he trolls us sometimes mm -hmm. during our tournaments when we're, and he's just, He's Kinda just love sweet. The guy. Yeah. He's got this major network of just like, he knows everybody. And so I feel like I kind of know, I mean, he is a celebrity, but um, we wish him, we wish him well to another 40. <laughs> That's right. And it means we're only one step away from Princess Di. Because he met her. Because he met her. That's right. So see, we're very close to the royal family now because of Konishki. That's right. He's like not Kevin Bacon, but like six degrees of Konishki. Yeah. Yes. He's the Japanese version Could of Kevin get us Bacon. Far. Yes. Yeah. Did you hear that Shimona Umi got married? Yes. Did you and see he that adorable very happy. picture? Yeah. It was he did. She, well, she was so cute too. In that little white little outfit. That little it kind of looks like a Q tip. It does, but it's adorable. Just the hat. Just the hat. The hat is like, I need to do some research into the hat because the hat fascinates me. It's always fascinated me. Yes. But, you know, we're talking a lot today about like fascinating costume in general. So yeah. this other culture has all these like rich things um, woven into it. And I'm, I love when I see people traditionally dressed for a wedding. So, yes, he looked happy. She is actually uh, she's the eldest daughter of the, the late Izutsu master. So that was former Sekiwake Sakaho. And she has like. Uh, you know, she's the bride's uncle is was former Sekiwaki Taro and just other masters. She has a long lineage of sumo wrestlers. So it makes perfect sense. I hope it was a love match. Not a so not a I strongly encourage you to marry my oldest daughter match. We will but never know. We'll never know because it really they look very happy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well and he said he was mixed with joy and tension when he got married because she's just so beautiful and he was just really fascinated. And then she said, I think my father is actually watching over us in heaven. And so they met a year ago in October. He said 
said he's, this is kind of a rough translation. I'm a little embarrassed because I'm always just so caring and kind. I love everything about her because she's just a very beautiful person. And he wants to create a family all the while helping each other. And um, she said uh, she always tries to think about being bright or happy in every situation, looking straight ahead into the future and turning it into any opportunity, even in a pinch. So she has great respect for him. So it seems to me like a love match. They look happy, wishing them well. I'm sure they're listening. So that's about it. Shall we jump into Gyoji? Sure. Okay. I go down different rabbit holes, and then I find myself researching somebody who has not too much to do with sumo, but was just like a thousand years ago. And then I'm like, who's this dude? And then, ah, and then I'm gone. And then hours go by. And then I'm like, I have to share some information with you. So this is what I found, y'all. It's a lot of me pulling direct quotes from (laughs) websites, but I'll quote the websites. Okay. This is from, I think, Britannica. A Shinto priest... Is this a joke? No. It sounds like no, it says, a joke. No, it's a Shinto priest walks into a bar. <laughs> exactly. He calls himself a Shinshoku, which is a priest in the Shinto religion of Japan. <laughs> and he bumps into Kami. Uh, just kidding. Kami uh, is a god or sacred power deities, divinities, spirits, phenomena, or holy powers that are venerated in the religion of Shinto. So all I've said is that a Shinto priest is... Somebody who, uh, in the Shinto religion, they officiate all shrine ceremonies on behalf of and at the request of worshipers. Okay? I said that weird. Worshipers. Yeah. (laughs) They don't lecture or preach. So there's no, like, They're just, like, Homily. They're, like, they just order of business, like, make sure everything runs smoothly and officiate. And they have a lot of ceremony with it, but they're not, you're not going to get a strong opinion. You know what I mean? No one's going to stand up and no. preach to you to be nice to your neighbors. Exactly. They're just going to pour sake on something. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so through offerings or the evocation of kami, which I described, kind it, their divinity, spirits, powers, um, they kind of confer this uh, the blessing upon the parishioners from the kami. It's kind of like a intermediary is it did yeah. i just make up a word no. or did i just use it on you like, used it perfectly okay perfect. he's an intermediary intermediary i like to think that okay but why am i talking all about this Great is because <laughs> a gyoji also called a referee they're meant to symbolize priests from the shinto religion called shinshoku there's a couple of other variations i've also seen shonsoku which means god's employee and that's a person responsible for the maintenance of the shinto shrine as well as for leading the worship of a given deity Does that make you sensey okay and so that's what a gyoji is now that hopefully explains why they're dressed the way they are is because they're dressed like not just any Shinto priest, a medieval Japanese era. And we know you guys are really into what they're wearing because you're asking us so many great questions about it that we cannot answer. Like, where do they get that fabric and who makes them? Well, yeah, but like Japan has such like a, a rich history of people who continue arts and crafts and they really are 
artisans of weaving and I mean, sword making and everything, but like weaving and of silk weaving, I'm sure those are handmade. If those guys that are wrestling are wearing handwoven mawashi, I am 99.9% sure that some tiny lady or tiny man had spent thousands of hours on one of those, you know, silk robes um, for the top gyojis. Okay. But, but they are reminiscent. Like they are meant to look like the imperial court of Japan in the middle of medieval times. I cannot speak today. Sorry. That's why they look the way they do. It's kind of like they just stopped everything in time. And they were like, I like this look. Let's hold on to it for like 500 years. Okay? And if there were a Japanese medieval times, right. this is what they would be wearing. Yes. Okay, got I it. I love that idea. Yes. Although I have been to, I went to this theme park called Edomura, uh-huh. and it was old-timey Edo period in Japan, and there were ninjas. Did I tell you? There was like a whole yeah. ninja. Anyway, I was very excited. It's kind of that same thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can... Unless it's not around. Maybe it's around, but it used to be around and it was really groovy. I loved it. It was so stupid and like awesome. And there were kids eating um, fish on popsicle sticks. Not turkey legs. Not turkey legs, but big blown up <laughs> fish with its with its eyeballs it. in. I, it was a little bit of a shock for an American kid, but I was like, I love it. They have their own version of like cotton candy. It's just a, it's just a yeah. fish on a stick. Yeah. Um, anyway, so why, right? Why though? In all of my weird research, a lot of this putting the rules of why sumo looks the way it does goes back. A lot of people credit, uh, remember the good old infamous Oda Nobunaga? Remember him? <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay. Well, we were talking about him. he was this like daimyo. He was this like samurai class daimyo. And he, Sorry, he's a yo-yo player? Daimyo. Oh, like, he's he a was really like a feudal, good yo-yoist. Yeah, he was a good yo-yoist. <laughs> That's it's also in his Wikipedia. No, he's the one who's kind of credited for uni- uniting Japan. So Japan used to be all these little fiefdoms, okay? Yep. And they all used to war against each other and they all just used to go out and freaking kill each other, right? And so Japan could never really be unified until this guy was like Well, he had the ability through his militaristic kind of training of his troops to really um, either take over everybody and make it all under kind of him. He was kind of the military leader. He had the ability to kind of squash other fiefdoms, right? He died, okay, before his before his dream came true. But his clan was super powerful, and like his his brother took on you know his mission after, and then father in law. There's a number of people who were like, "We're gonna make this dream true for this clan. We're gonna just like make okay. sure." Anyway, but he had to commit seppuku. He was forced into seppuku. The guy that died. The guy that died. Oda Nobunaga. Okay, the and yo-yoist. The yo-yo. He's <laughs> never. Well, it's not. <laughs> Well, we'll put it in our credits, our show notes, <laughs> pictures of him, old ukiyo-e prints of him doing a yo-yo. Yo-yo. No. But he was this really forceful military leader. Okay. And anyway. That he, had to commit suicide. He had to commit suicide. But he was an incredible military leader in Japan. He's very famous. Okay. He also would train his troops with sumo, right? All of his Samurais and all the guys that worked for him had to train and they were badasses. And so he utilized sumo wrestling essentially in part of his training. And so he also just 
friggin' loved sumo, right? He yeah. just loved it. Yeah. And he would put on like once a year tournaments. He had an eight day tournament that was for the emperor. And he had all the, he would kind of sponsor this. He was just a big wig, right? And so people credit him as being kind of the organizer of sumo in the way it is legitimized. Now, this was oh. back in, I think, the 1500s. So this is kind of before that whole Edo period. Right. But he really liked the look he of the really medieval liked, stuff. Yeah. But back then, they were doing it for the kami. They were doing it for, like, temples and raising money for the temples. They would have, like, fights and stuff or for the benefit of the emperor to enjoy. Right? Mm -hmm. So this is kind of where it was somewhat legitimized and given some rules. Mm -hmm. And I imagine, I mean, and there were times after that and before that where people got crazy with the sumo and it was bloody and there was death, <laughs> often ending in death. This is the part I'm making up, okay? You're but making the, I'm up making the this, death? I'm ma no, no, no. You know how you see movies that are like, this is true and then like. This and is the, based on truth? Loosely. This is what I think happened. Okay. This is what Perfect. Leslie's hot take Leslie's about Oda Nobunaga. Okay. So if you're training all these people and they're all military and they're all wrestling each other and then they're used to like fighting to the death, you got to have somebody. These are your soldiers, right? You got to have somebody call it, right? In so training. So they don't die. And, right. Okay. Right. They don't get want carried to away. be a soldier. Right. They're like, I, I had two and now I have one because they're training so hard they killed the other one. I need all my. That's what I think happened. But again, I have zero Japanese history. <laughs> This is, this is Leslie's guess. This is my hot take. Okay. Okay. So that's what I think happened. Anyway, he was the guy, though, that kind of created this role of Gyoji, or it's somewhat credited to him. Now, I found another name of somebody, possibly somebody he hired or somebody who actually was a wrestler who made the actual rules in Kimarite and Gyoji and all the specifics. He was a former samurai, but he was he was not um they call them a masterless samurai. Meaning he was of the samurai class, but he didn't have a master. Yeah. Self-taught. Self-taught, yeah. But he didn't like have to show up at anybody's war and be like, I gotta fight for you. Yeah, he balanced on his own tree and did all of the moves in perfect unison with himself and yeah did all the bruce lee training all by himself <laughs> yes exactly yeah um okay and his name was ikazuchi gondayu he was a ronin or a masterless samurai who convinced the shogunate to let him have an eight-day kanjin sumo match. And he was a former wrestler, they said as well. And he had a stage name, and he was a sekewake, and blah, blah, blah. But he has a temple that is dedicated to him. And he also was the one who created kind of like the look of it. Nobunaga was responsible for the elevated doyo, I believe. And then this guy was responsible for some other things. So as far as knowing who created this Gyoji role, I think it's somewhere between these two. Maybe Nobunaga was like, we need a referee because these guys keep killing themselves. And then this guy's like, 
okay, I get you. Let's spitball this. Let's make him look like Shinto priests. Let's let him, let's let them carry this little dagger to represent uh, seppuku. Here's all the kimarite. There's only 42 right now, but I'm spitballing with you. Yeah. And because I'm masterless, if it all falls on its face, you can blame it on me and it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So in all of that, you kind of think there's all these little specific things that these Kyojis do modern day. And so much of it has been unchanged. Their costume has certainly not changed. The only thing that changes is just how nice of a costume are their little embellishments. You know, if if you are a low-ranked Gyoji today, you wear cotton robes and your bare feet. Right, right. right. If you're mid-rank, then you have linen robes and you get to wear tabby socks, but no flip-flops. Right. <laughs> and right. then the top guys, which the Tata Gyoji, some of these Makauchi Gyojis, um, they get to wear, you know, the color of purple, which is imperial. And they have the little dagger and they have the tassels and they have the war fan. And, you know, I look at the war fan and I'm like, okay, does that go back to Nobunaga? You know, that was, that's an old, you know, I don't know what you do with a war fan. Do you just whack somebody with it or is it? <laughs> well, you, you said that they brought it into battle and they would use it at like semaphore. Did I say yes, that? Yes, in a previous episode, yes, you did. <laughs> because they were on horseback and they would need to signal to each other to actually go, to oh, go to I war. I don't know if I said that. You must have read that. No, you I said, said it, yes. Because I the image, smart. The image then. in my brain was so strong. It was like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, semaphore with Goombai. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, but I would never have used the word semaphore. because No, I don't know because I know it. I was like, oh, <laughs> Goombai semaphore in my brain. Well, anyway, that's how two girls in a closet in Texas figure out <laughs> the history of yeah. Kyoji in a roundabout, <laughs> inaccurate way. But anyway, they have all these different levels. These guys start at 15 and they go up through the system. And I'm sure you'll chit chat about that. Not really. Oh, OK. Well, <laughs> they start at like 15, just like everybody else. The Yobidashis, a lot of the sumo wrestlers. Yeah. And it's a hierarchy thing. The longer they're in it and the better they're in it. They uh, are the better they are at their job. They get moved up in seniority, but you're never really going to see like a boy. There's this really amazing Gyoji and he's like 22. Oh, <laughs> just, no. Like, like, no. Not in the top division. Never. They're like, he could be amazing, but he's got to be amazing for like 30 years. Yeah. It's all seniority. Yeah. And Mostly so seniority. They... When they get to that point, a lot of them are older and they don't spend tons of time in the position because they are so senior and they have been doing this for so long. So many different sources, as I research this, kind of credit a couple of different people. And I imagine it took a couple of different people. But where we ended up with is where we stayed, which I actually just think is fascinating. But anyway, but... Wait, what? Where how we? how how we've been here for so long? Like the the traditions that they've held on to are like we just haven't changed them for hundreds oh. of years. Okay, gotcha. That's no, I what follow. I meant. But it's also weird. We never <laughs> like we never what? record at night. We only record in the morning. and recording at night, and so this is night me, and it's a mess. <laughs> but so, but also some of these rituals that the Kyojis <laughs> do. Yeah, those have also been going on forever. Like the ring blessing ceremony. This all of their costumes, everything. Some of this stuff 
goes back to the Heian period. So that's like 794 to 1185. And their black hats, you know, those little mm-hmm. fancy little black hats that I can't figure out quite how they go on. Mm-hmm. Those are depicted in the art of the Heian period, which was 794 to 1185. Even the ceremonies in which they use salt and kelp and dried squid and chestnuts, when those are buried, they do that ceremony mm-hmm. before to kind of like bless the the doyo. That goes back like that same incredible, like the, all those years. And this is one I learned about too. I didn't know about this one. So the Gyojis and invited guests, they drink the sake mm-hmm. like before the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then whatever sake is remaining is what gets poured over the the Tawada, the straw boundary of the doyo, mm. as an offering to the gods. And so all of these little things that they do is all traced back to ancient Shinto religion. And then I'm like, what is Shinto religion like? <laughs> because it seems like interesting, just like, you know how they throw the gyoji up mm-hmm. and, like, lift him off? Like, lift off, like, here go the spirits away? Or yeah, the sumo wrestlers <laughs> toss the gyoji in the air. Yes. All of these interesting things they've held on to. And, and I'm like, wow, that's some staying power. That's some people who are like, nope, do not. If it ain't broke, don't fix it yeah, for we, a thousand years. We shall be wearing a toga <laughs> in the ring. You have to be barefoot. You get to wear socks. And you get to wear flip-flops and socks. You get to wear the laurel wreath. Wreath. Not a wreath. <laughs> wreath. <laughs> it's a sacred position, and it honors in the same way the sacred ground of a Shinto temple. It it honors everything about the Shinto religion. And we see it kind of embodied in him and in what he has on and his hat and his robe and everything. It's just like a picture of ye old, yeah. old days in Japan. And we yeah. get to see it modern day. Sumo, every time you turn on the NHK highlights, yeah. you're like, hey, I'm looking at a guy back from, I don't know, the Heian period. And what I love about your brain is that you constantly go, why? Where did that come from? Why did they land on that outfit? Yeah, I don't know. And why? And those questions are really hard to answer. I know. But you constantly jump back into that pool. And I love you for that because <laughs> you find new stuff every time you go in there. I don't know if it's accurate, but I find some stuff. The internet is an amazing place. <laughs> but what I love about it is sometimes you build these images in my brain like semaphore with the goombai, like an entire field of of people trying to figure out when to go to war and they're just waiting for one guy to raise a red goombai right. and that's like the symbol to go right that's and i'm sti- guessing that sticks in my i'm brain. guessing there were samurai that were like you get a goombai you don't get a goombai you right. you get a goombai and maybe those are the ones who were like well would you mind like refereeing this little Match, match so we don't kill each other exactly. since you already own a goombai and i don't have a go- goombai i don't want to borrow anyone for anybody else yeah do you mind refereeing for exactly. our training session this afternoon so we don't kill each other and that's how i imagine that's leslie's japanese history okay <laughs> japanese history according to leslie 
makes perfect sense to me. It's perfect sense. <laughs> Cut to someone who's like, uh, I listened to your frightening last episode and could not be more shocked at how inaccurate you were. Well, if anyone is like that out there, please do contact us. Yeah, but be nice about it because we already know we're probably way off base. But no, that's okay. just just send us your research. Just fill us in. That's all so that we can share it with the world next time. And then Leslie's history lesson will be absolutely... Japanese Japanese history, according to Leslie. Will be 110% accurate next time. All right. Well, Leslie jumps into history. I tend to jump into modern day because that's how I grab a hold. I know what I was going to say. what? Okay. So the whole reason why it's Shinto, the Shinto religion anyway, Mm -hmm. is that Japan has gone through these... Um, periods of nationalism Mm -hmm. and because that's their like their like their ethnic identity their religion and sumo is the national sport of japan Mm -hmm. that's why it's shinto because japan has lots of different religions like you can go to different temples and see different types of there's buddhism there's all kinds of temples there but the reason why it's shinto specifically is because that is historically just always been the one that expresses nationalism. So when it when it's come and gone with the bands, they bring it back and they're like, nobody else in the world does sumo. We only do it our way. And here's why. And here's why it's Shinto, because Shinto belongs to us, I think. Again, okay. history according to Leslie. <laughs> Hot take according to Leslie. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. Thanks. So here's where I ended up. Here's the rabbit hole I ended up going down. Okay, as you know, the highest rank for Gyoji is called Tata Gyoji, which oh. I, I lovingly refer to as Papa Goji. <laughs> which I do as well, because it's just... Like, it's easy. It's fun. It's easy and fun to say. Yeah. So if if I mess up today and call this person a Papa Gyoji, please do not send me an email that says, you don't know what you're talking about. I do. I do. I know it's incorrect, but I'm but doing it's fun. it. Yeah, I'm doing it anyway. And I always think Papa Smurf, too. Exactly. Exactly. Because their hats are not, they're not white, but, you know, Papa Smurf had a hat. That's right. Exactly. It makes perfect <laughs> sense in my brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this level, Papa Gyoji, is like Yokozuna level referee. Like fan clubs and everything. Yeah, Yokozuna intermediary like level everyone knows they're like in the grocery store and they're like do you see papa Kyoji? yes He's exactly okay and there's two fixed positions just like you could have a yokozuna east and a yokozuna west right there are two fixed positions at this papa Kyoji. you can level. have more than that yokozuna but yes yes yeah yeah but right? you have east and west and so they have exactly. like two versions of well they have papa and then well, yeah. Uncle Gyoji. Yeah. So there are plenty more Gyoji levels underneath this level yeah. that I'm not even going to talk about today. Okay? okay. I'm just talking about the highest level. Yeah. Because Those there's, so, two, there's so much there's information. There's only two of them. Yeah. Okay. So there's two of them. And when you get to this level, 
you have to take an inherited name. There are two names. So no matter what your background is, no matter what your preference is, you get one of two names. Right. Your other name goes out the window. You are no longer Leslie Collins. Right. You're either... We've talked about this before. Like, if you are the hot, new, handsome guy in Hollywood, it's like there's always a Brad Pitt. Yes. And you are like the 36th Brad Pitt. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so there's either you can be at this level, Kimura Shonosuke, which is the higher of the two ranks. Mm -hmm. No one is in that position right now, currently, 2022. It is an empty slot right, right. now. But that is the highest position. And then the other one at this Papa Gyoji level is Shikimori Inosuke. And he's one step below-ish, Well, he's right? still Papa Gyoji. He, yeah, but, but he's, he's like, eh, he's, he's not... Junior ranked. Right. Of the Tata Gyoji. Right, right. He's okay? second in command. Yes. It's like the number two. But like I said, right now there is not a number one. There is only a number two. And the thing to remember about these two positions is... They officiate, they're the only ones, supposedly, that can officiate the top few bouts in Sanyaku, Yokozuna-level bouts, okay? Right. They're always near the end of a tournament. And they each belong to a stable. Yes, Like they the do. top guy right now belongs to Kokonoe, right? Or no? No. 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 Takadagawa. He belongs yes. to Takadagawa. Yes. Because it takes so long to get to this level... They're older gentlemen. They right. have to retire at age 65. Right. Right? So you're not, like we said before, you're never going to see a 21-year-old in this position. Right. They've been working Unless a they long time. Unless they all die. That would be really, <laughs> really sad. It would be really sad. Ay, yeah, yeah. But that's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to go into what they yell in the- Yeah. Okay. I am going to get to who's in that second-in-command position. And we don't really know, though, like- how there, there's no Yokozuna Deliberation Council for Gyoji. There's no Gyoji Deliberation Council. Am I right? I mean, like, how? How do they the get word up on there? the street is like this guy's really good and he's got his own because they all have their own flair. They all have their own, you know, certain way they do, you know, matches. But like, who says that this guy who's over here at this stable, Miyagano, is? He's been around for 40 years, but he might not be as good as this other guy who's been around for 38 years. There there are a group of people that must get together and talk about Gyoji. It might be the Gyoji themselves because... I'm the, better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm the best. Because... <laughs> or maybe the yes, JSA votes on it. Well, exactly. Because seniority is like the biggest... The biggest reason someone gets promoted, but it's not the only factor. They're also promoted because of accuracy and refereeing. Right. If they're a if they're a shitty referee, right. they're not gonna get promoted very right. fast. They have to have good voice projection. So if they're like, oh, I know exactly how to like, do no can I know do. Who won. Yeah. They're, speak up. Yeah. They have to have they gotta speak from their center. They have to have leadership qualities, calligraphy skill, speed. And agility. So you're not oh, yeah. going to see somebody who can't move fast right. promoted to this top division. They are always thin. There's nobody they tend who's to be. like, they're like older and they're super active. Yes. I'm, that's the thing that's impressive to me. I imagine though, like hubbub word on the street is, I guess, you know, just like actors, you'd be like, this person is always reliably good in any show they're in. If you're a wrestler, you're like, this 
guy is going to reliably call every match. Like, right. Well, that's my I'm going to tell take. you some skinny on this number two top Gyoji because I did not realize until today that, boy, we think people are tough on sumo wrestlers. You should hear what the JSA says about Gyoji that make incorrect calls or things like that. It is bad. Well, I know that they have to enter in a resignation, typically, a letter if they do like a bad call, which is usually rejected. But the, every time they make a bad call, they're like, uh, sorry, it looks like I should retire. Or I should have committed seppuku, but okay. we don't do that. Not only that, but I didn't realize until today that whenever they make an incorrect call, whenever they fall, whenever they fall they off fall? the doyo, whenever they get hit by a wrestler, they have to write a written report. Oh, no. To the JSA. And if they make an incorrect call, they have to offer to retire. They should offer to retire. That is so much writing. Right? That is so much homework. I could not believe it. And even better. I hope for, they have form letters. For the top <laughs> position, guys, like the guy I'm going to tell you about, mm -hmm. you can go back and on his Wikipedia page, the Japanese one, it's got excerpts from his written reports about things that he's done wrong. And I'm going to tell you some of those excerpts in a minute. Wow. It is fascinating. It's wow. really fascinating. But before we get there, let me tell you like a few things you might hear from Gyoji when they're up on the doyo because... Because Leslie, Leslie's really interested in this. You know, you know all this though, Leslie. Yeah, but maybe our listeners don't. Right. I always hear matanash or we all hear hakioi and yeah. But uh, and uh, they all have their own different flair. So sometimes it's hard to tell because they put a little spin on it. Some people. You know, yeah, get really so, loud and then t make things really tense and get quiet. And then, they, you know, where they just have a really booming voice. But they're all kind of saying the same thing. They're similar. So what they're saying right after the prep time is done and somebody's going to fight, sometimes they'll say, Jikan des, which means Jikan des, it's yes. time. Time to it's go. It's time. Jikan des. Yep. And you did a really good impression of Tewo Tsuite or Tewo Oroshite. That means put your hands Oroshite. down. Yep, put your hands down. It's time. Come on. Put your hands down. That's what it means. Yeah. And uh, sometimes matanash uh, uh, means no waiting. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah. Let's go. It's basically like, yeah, speed it up. Speed it up. Hakioi, the thing you mentioned earlier. Put some spirit into that's, it. They yell that after a tachi eye right. once they begin wrestling. And if it's a good tachi eye, and basically that means. Oh, yeah. Put some spirit into it. Yep. Or think of it like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come yeah. on, come on. Yeah, that's what hakioi means. If two wrestlers aren't now synchronizing... I'm, now I wonder, history, why they say that. <laughs> why? Come back next week and you'll hear more. I know. How am I going to find that out? Anybody like no knows like, the history of why they say those things? Who was the I first Kyoji? Yeah, I Maybe don't know. Maybe that was their thing they said. Ugh. So, mada, 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 mada. Mada, mada, mada. Right? You'll hear that a lot. And that just means not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. That means if it was a bad start. Yeah, false start. False start. It just, yeah, they're not synchronized. And so, they just like shouting, go back, go back, go back. Go back. Not, oh, yet, not, yeah, yet, yeah, not yeah. yet, not yet, not yet. Start again. Uh, they'll also sometimes shout, nakota, which means nakota, remaining remaining yeah Rema that's like you're still in yeah you're remaining. still in remaining nakota, remaining nakota. you're still in keep going nakota right so those those are some of the things you might hear them yell okay 
the 41st Shikimori Inosuke. In other words, he's only the 41st guy to be in the number two position. He is the oldest active Gyoji right now. Mm, So he's the oldest guy out there. He does look older. He, if you don't know who I'm talking about, he is a rather grumpy looking gentleman. Yeah. He has a frown on his face usually. Yeah. He's a little jowly. Yeah. He seems a little mean. He he does. He does. I'm his, sure he's not, but that's I'm, just his that's his stage persona. Yeah. But the the way you could tell him is he's the I believe he's the only guy out there with purple and white tassels. So right. he's the guy when they do that's the, the Yokozuna of, yeah. When they do the Yokozuna Doyo Iri, he's the guy spinning the fan the tassels. Right in the line of fire back right. there. That is the man I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. His real name is. Have you ever seen Orgy of the Dead or Orgy of the Damned? Nope. I, it's you should watch it only at Halloween. Um, it's like an old, like really like, it's like an old stripper movies from the '60s, but it's a horror film. And then there's these uh, strippers, and they have tassels on their boobies, and they swing them around. By moving their hips. Oh, did all that come from tassels? Yes. Yes. But it makes me think of tassels. Well, it's such a classic. You should just watch it. The ridiculousness. It's like it was just made. It was just like a movie where they're like, ooh, it's spooky. It's Halloween. It's the it's like the 50s. And we need some tassels. Well, they weren't allowed to have full. They weren't allowed at the time in Hollywood to take clothes off on camera. Yeah. So the shots would be like lady in a in a terrible studio set. Uh, cemetery and she would be dancing to like 60s like or 50s like music bouncy stripper music yeah and randomly in a cemetery and then all of a sudden the next shot she'd just have underwear on and tassels on her tatas yeah she would she would swing them and the tassels amazingly she like one of them she could get her boobies going in different directions but anyway anytime anyone talks about tassels i'm thinking of that like, it must have been Ed Wood. It was, like, one of these terrible movies. I'm going to show well, you. Well, what's fascinating is Tata Gyoji makes me think of tassels. but it, And it makes me think of the similar thing, burlesque shows. Have you ever yeah. been to a burlesque well, that, show? That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. old burlesque stripper so dancers. That is why I cannot call them <laughs> Tata Gyoji because it reminds me of burlesque. And that's why I have to go to Papa Gyoji. Anyway, his real name is Hideki Imaoka. He is at the same stable that Kagayaki and Ryuden are at, the Takadagawa Yeah, stable, Takadagawa. Okay? okay. And what other people in the JSA say is so impressive about him is that he has a rather obese body shape that is quite impressive. I wouldn't say obese? he's obese, but he he's- must. he's a little bit larger than some other people. And they say that he is characterized by a slightly clogged and thick shout like a chicken's neck tightened and they really like that sound (laughs) (laughs) they really like a a strangling chicken sound yes that is what that means and he does have a very loud it does sound strange it's a very loud shout yeah, but yeah. it's also like really pinched and yeah, it's it's such an interesting intonation that it they really all is. pick. I'm like, why did they? But I well, I always had that feeling when I was there, and I would just hear people at the grocery store and how they would be like, uh, 
the equivalent of extra, extra read all about it, but it would be at the deli or we're like, try, come try a sample would be like the strangest intonation. And yeah. like, I kind of love that about the Japanese language is that they have all these interesting ways of saying things to garner attention. And it does. It well, gets your attention. Yes. And that is what this man is known for is that sound that he can produce. He was born in 1959. He has blood type O. Oh. And this is a quote from him. I was taught, if you go up to the ring, become a god. Which well, is why he's so very serious when he goes up there. And he's an intermediary between the kami and yes. the wrestlers. Yes. So what he is trying to do is, this comes from an interview with him. He says, you, as a Gyoji, you don't want to show yourself. Don't put pressure on your shoulders. Okay. Don't so relax make, your shoulders. Yes. That's a general don't, life. Good good thing to remember. Don't make excessive movements yeah. and be as the water flows. I like that. Well, he does move like that. He's very calm, very yeah. still. Yeah. You he, don't want to be watching him. You want to be watching the wrestlers. You don't want to be watching a, fid- exactly. a fidgety gyoji in the exactly. background. Exactly. Who, I've like never water. seen anyone itch themselves ever. Correct. You would never see that. They never, don't never. Do that. Even that. if a fly is on their nose, yeah. they will suffer. Yeah. But you don't want to fall. You don't want to fall off the doyo. And of course, this made me think of all of the all of them that have been hit like bowling pins and have gone off the doyo. They've all had to write reports about that and how embarrassed they must but be. But they can't help that. I know, but still, you're not supposed to do it. But oh, wow. listen to this seniority. He was promoted to the Jurio division in 1992. Wow. He got up to Makauchi in 2005. Wow. And he was not promoted to this top role until 2019. So it takes a long time. Right. And people and that how, are... how old is he now? Did I is just the... do the math? 62 or 63, depending on where his, when his birthday is. Yeah, he's he's He only in has a couple early... more years. Exactly. And I'm, I'm going to come back to that. Hideki Imaoka... His real name, mm-hmm. this Papa Gyoji, Tata Gyoji, if yes, you're just joining us, <laughs> has not been promoted to the top, the very top slot, because he's had because he's had to write so many reports about falling off the doyo, falling down on the doyo, or making incorrect calls. He has made eleven incorrect calls between 2010. And 2022. The man has made 11 mistakes in 12 years. And they're like, not good enough. Yes. That's one a year. No way. And every single one of those incorrect calls you can read about on his Wikipedia page. Let me give you an example. On the third day of the March tournament, the battle between Ura and Yokozuna Terunofuji. Terunofuji pushed Ura in. This is a quote. But Ura went to the shoulder watermark, so he tangled it at the edge of the doyo and broke the ring almost at the same time. I saw that Terunofuji's foot came out first, raised an army to Ura, but then it goes on and says, He was speeched, and as a result of the talks, in other words, there was a mano-e, Ura's heel broke the ring first, which made a mistake. This is the ninth time after being promoted to the top division, the twelfth time since he started to judge the first of the trying as a practical chief. Anyway, it just... He likes to remind them of all of his terrible deeds. Yeah. Or this one. 
Around the time of the 10th class, even though he was not in contact with the sumo wrestler, he slipped and fell down like he was on his ass. The audience cheered loudly, and it is said that the scene where Koto Kichi and the caller were laughing was also reflected on TV. In other words, if the television catches you falling down, oh, it's bad. It's big time bad. Yeah, if the wow. television catches you falling off, if you collide with a sumo wrestler, that's bad. There was another one in which he lost his sandals. He says, I was chased by a sumo wrestler, and when I ran around violently, the sandals took off. And at the end of the effort, the sandals were collected and put on again. But he had to write a report about losing the darn sandals. Oh, for shame. For shame. Yes. And not only that, Hakaku has... Okay, the, the yeah. main guy from the JSA, the JSA just president. this year, has said of him, I, I don't know the detailed reason. Why Inosuke makes mistakes one after another in the regular game. But since his age is 62 years old, which is less than three years old until retirement age, it is not limited to the regular game, but also that his judgment ability and reflexes are deteriorating. This is a view that it is a cause. Inosuke made frequent mistakes in the last three years, with eight military distribution mistakes and four contact with sumo wrestlers in the last three years. In other words, he's talking about the man's getting old. Right. And he's only got a few years left, but he's making more mistakes. I mean, can you imagine? No. I, I just think it's fascinating, though, when you think about how accurate they're expected to be and how quickly they have to raise their goombai. Yeah. That that's the thing that blows my mind. So that if anybody was like coming down on them, I'm like, good lord! Think of the accuracy in that split second, though. How many times they do get it correct, knowing how fast these guys fly to the ground. I know they've been looking at it for for like 50 years and everything. Yeah, but still, like, I think it's it blows my mind. Anybody can catch any bit of that. I can't even tell what's going on, and I have slow motion. Right. So. I know. I don't well, know how these and, guys do it. And supposedly he also was in an interview and he said, hey, I I knew which wrestler won, but I forgot which side he was on, east or west. Right. And I pointed the goombai in the wrong direction. Right. Like I knew which wrestler it was, but I just got the sides confused. And when, I mean, fans were up in arms about that and they were like, you don't even know which side is east and west. You should retire. Gracefully. Right. You're so old. Yeah. Yeah. And I can absolutely imagine getting those mixed up. Like you're oh, going around I in didn't, circles. I'm pretty sure I scored a goal in soccer for the other team on numerous <laughs> occasions. So <laughs> it's pretty easy. Yeah. To get so, mixed up in the, the moment of sport. Yeah. But just know that the JSA is just as tough on these Gyoji as they are on the sumo wrestlers. I really thought that they would be... I don't know. Or revered? Yes. Yes. I didn't think that they were getting this kind of treatment or that they were having to write reports every time they fell off the doyo or that it was such a mistake to get run into by right. a sumo wrestler because they should have the agility to get out of the way. In fact, talking of sumo training, I happened upon an interview. training? I happened upon an interview of his where he says, yes, I have to do training every day. I have, I take frequent walks. I have to walk a lot and I do 100 squats every day so that I am in shape to move quickly and to be able to move like water. And that's the wow. first I had ever read of Gyoji training. 100 squats? Yeah. 
Wow. So we should all do 100 squats every day. Right. So a little bit about his personal life. I think this is fascinating. 100 squats. And he's so obese. Right? what they call call him. (laughs) I know. I I was like, what? He's rail thin. I know. Okay. But listen to this. In 2011, his oldest son uh, was a sumo wrestler at the Takadagawa stable. But in late March, he collapsed in training with a brain hemorrhage. Oh, no. Yeah. And retired then. He ended up becoming a painter and living in a group home for people with disabilities. Wow. His his, his son? son? His oldest son. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wow. That is that is unbelievable. Isn't it? And then in May. I, but I, I mean, but that's interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, they were at the same stable, though. Yeah. Like, that's a way for him to be with his son because I imagine he was there all the time. Yeah. So it's a sumo family as well. Exactly. Wow. And then in May 2020, he had a stroke. Whoa. He was hospitalized and he was away for like two or three tournaments because he lost some of his agility. He lost right. the ability to walk and things like that. But after rehabilitation, he got that back. He came back. And they're still hard on and him? He, they're still hard on him. And he's a stroke him. survivor? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Since 2020. Isn't I, that amazing? I now, I mean, I've never liked the JSA for so many reasons, but some of their rulings and stuff. But now I'm like, do you have no sympathy? Do you have no empathy? Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Well, then I'm glad that he's up there. Even if he makes a mistake a year, I'm glad to have him. I mean, can you imagine still being that agile and moving that fast and doing that many squats and things like that post-stroke? No. I'm fascinated. I'm even more fascinated by him than I was before. And I didn't even go into – there's four other – top-ranked guys that can referee Sanyaku yeah, a, level. Yeah, there's Sanyaku, and then below that, there's other Makauchi yeah, Gyojis. Yeah. If you've been watching Sumo for a long time, there's a lot of people who are fans of the Gyojis in the same way that people oh, are yeah. fans of the sumo wrestlers. Like I said, the guy I, I'm just interested in is the guy with the massive eyebrows, who was like the 36th um, Tata Gyoji. And um and then there was a, other ones that have like resigned in scandal and I know all you kinds guys, of stuff. There's so much we could interest- do like three or four more episodes just on Gyoji. Yeah, I found like so many Gyoji scandals and I've got my favorites too. So who knows? Maybe next week we'll tell you more about Gyoji so that you know who you're looking at and you're not like, okay, who's the guy who wears the purple? And well, who's the they guy switch. who wears the red? They switch so often and you're like who's this now and we don't always hear it in the highlights so yeah but now you know a little bit about the grumpiest looking man right you know a little bit more about his personal history and how hard they are on this guy even though he's post-stroke right and you learned a lot of inaccurate history from my (laughs) (laughs) oh well enjoy enjoy (laughs) all right till next week i'm leslie i'm laurie bye I ran across this very interesting title, translated as this. Katsuaki Fuji in the North kills Wakatakakage, Kotonawaka, and the young man in the North in front of the Summer Grand Sumo Tournament.
Mm, sounds like it sounds like uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. 